0: Are you feeling overwhelmed as you approach the final days of homeschooling? Do you feel some guilt because you haven't finished all of the lessons in the book? Do you find yourself pushing through the weariness even though you are longing for the school year to be over? Are you ready to find encouragement and practical tips to navigate the last days of homeschooling? Well, if you're feeling this way, then this episode is for you. We are going to talk about the emotions, including the guilt, the overwhelm and the weariness that we all can feel as we approach the end of the school year. But more than that, we're going to talk about some practical tips for what we can do and then some encouragement to keep on going. If that sounds like something that you need right now, you're in the right place. So let's dive in. Have you felt overwhelmed and stressed out lately? Do you feel like you're losing yourself in homeschooling and motherhood, feeling like you're on the brink of burnout and you really don't know what to do? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Catch Your Breath, the podcast that helps homeschool moms banish stress, take control, and find peace and balance in their lives. I'm your host, Inga Macy, a homeschool mom, Christ follower, and mental health and wellness advocate. And in this podcast, you'll learn concrete and practical solutions for reclaiming a sense of calm regaining control over your stress and nurturing your well-being so you can experience more freedom and fulfillment in homeschooling and life so whether you're folding laundry prepping for a lesson or just need a few minutes to yourself why not take a moment grab a piece of chocolate and pop in your airbus and let's tackle this homeschooling journey together so are you with me ready set breathe welcome to another episode of catch your breath i'm so happy that you're back with me today and i'm excited about this topic because i want you to know i'm in the trenches with you as i thought about this and started writing i not only was feeling it for myself but then i found all throughout facebook in the different groups everybody else was facing this so i think this is going to be a great topic for us to talk about and if you're in a situation where it's not the end of the school year and you're listening to it you can still listen to it right now whenever you're listening to it because you can look back on this and think about the things that you want to put in place now to be ready for those last days of schools because the reality is this is normal it's normal to feel this way and I'm all about normalizing those feelings that we have. So, if you're feeling the way to burn out and overwhelm, then this episode is for you. And you can know you're in a good space with others who are feeling that way too. But before we jump into this episode, I want to check in with you. How are you doing? Have you been prioritizing your self care and your mental health so far this week? How are you managing the stress that comes with homeschooling? If you are feeling stressed right now as the school year is starting to end, I want you to know that this is normal and that your well-being matters. And so I generally care about you taking care of yourself because we cannot do this if we aren't prioritizing our self-care, our mental wellness, all of that. So I want to encourage you that I see you. I understand the challenges that you are facing as a homeschooling mom where you're juggling multiple responsibilities and you're you're trying to provide the best education for your children. But amidst all of the busyness that you have going on right now, I have to remind you to be kind to yourself. You're doing a better job than you're actually giving yourself credit for. And it's okay to take moments for yourself, to breathe, and to recharge. Honestly, it's necessary for you to be able to do this well, for you to be able to give back to your family. So as we get ready to jump into this episode, I just want you to know that my words of guidance and support are really rooted in a deep concern for you because I know that we need a community of homeschooling moms who are empowered to do this who are not walking in stress but are walking in freedom in order to do that for our children but also for the next generation of homeschooling moms who are looking at us asking if they think that they can do this and they're trying to see what does it look like to be in it what does it look like on the other side and not that we're doing it for them but we are represent representatives of what it looks like what it can look like and so we got this so we're going to continue on this journey together we're going to prioritize self-care and then we're going to find the strength and the resilience to navigate the last days of school let's do it it's the end of the school year and of course you're proud of all of your accomplishments and it's great to see like oh yes we have made it through another year And you should be able to exhale and breathe, right? But instead, you may be feeling guilt because you didn't cover all of the lessons in the curriculum. Dun, dun, dun oh my goodness there was 180 lessons or 36 weeks of lessons and I only got to 32 or I didn't do all of them you may be feeling overwhelmed because now you're like okay we got to wrap this up we got to do it big I have to have my homeschool responsibilities that I have and then my household responsibilities and then a personal commitments and I'm wrapping up all the different things that they had to do uh, especially if you have to create a portfolio or you're doing assessment or just all of those things that you should be able to now say okay we're at the end but it feels like okay there's a lot of pressure to wrap this up really well get ready for the questions determine if they're going to the next year you may be feeling fatigued because you're trying to do all of what i just said and then you're you're juggling your multiple roads because remember we're still in many cases a wife um some of us are even employees business owners and then homeschooling moms parenting sisters friends all of them we've got all of those things plus the responsibilities and we're feeling physical and mental exhaustion from all the things that we try to do and then you may be struggling with some doubt because you may be questioning your ability as the, the teaching parent of your child and wondering if you've done enough to ensure that they're ready and now is going to be the big time when everybody's going to see that they're just not ready to progress to the next year or you may be feeling some relief (laughs) that this school year is coming to an end but then you have some guilt for feeling that way because you feel like i should always be extremely happy about homeschooling and teaching my child so those are your feelings and then some of the questions you might have and i know we all have this question is my child on track uh, you know you're wondering is he performing at that grade level now people are going to start to ask them uh if what grade he's going to and and now i need to see are there any learning gaps and because i didn't finish all the curriculum can i put him to the next grade is he ready how, how do i know um if you've had a really good year you might be thinking well how can i make the next school year better because we're already thinking about that We're you know this is the season when all the conferences are coming so it's like, well what what you haven't even wrapped up this year, but you got to think about the next year and think about the curriculum that you need to get. And should you stay with the same curriculum? Do you get a different curriculum? And then where do I get the resources? How much money am I going to spend? There could be a lot of questions around, should I buy a different curriculum? Cause I didn't even finish buying the curriculum that I have now. And then one of the biggest questions we have is, have I done enough? Have I really paid attention to all of the little things that I needed to do for my child? And did I do enough for them? That one's a huge one. Let's just sit with that one for, for a little bit because I need you to know that we all experience that. Every single homeschooling mom. And I was a former teacher, a former principal, a director of curriculum and instruction. And still, I have those same questions. Every single time I look at my my children, and i'm thinking about them going to the next level i'm like did i do enough is this enough when it's we do assessments every year and i think oh gosh the assessment's gonna show that i didn't do enough so i have those feelings (laughs) does it sound like you okay so now that we have got us all on that same place where you know that you and i are both in that same place we're same feeling that let's address first those feelings of um because it's common to feel that especially when we think about that big question am i doing enough for my child's education and that's huge because we think about the barometer by which we're going to be measured and our child is going to be measured and it's going to be children in public school it's going to be whatever assessment any standardized test that um we are given them and it's going to we're going to be in that place where we're wondering if they are in third grade have i done enough for them to be ready in fourth grade so if they put if i put them now in fourth grade am i going to see all the gaps that i didn't do enough so that makes sense and if if you're anything like me if you've taught them spelling or writing or math or anything and then they don't do well. In the spelling, you you read their spelling, <laughs> they write you a note and you're like, eh. I always tell my kids whenever I'm seeing something that's a little bit, and I say, who was your teacher? <laughs> what was she doing all year? But when you see them doing that or they're doing a math problem and they should know the basic multiplication, you're like, eh. and instantly that self-doubt, the, the overwhelm, the guilt, all of that creeps in. But I want you to remember that the love that we have for our children truly, I believe, ensures that we're going to go above and beyond. The mere fact that we're trying to do all the curriculum choices, that we're trying to get all of these things together and going through all of this says that we really want the best. And so you're probably giving them many more experiences in their life that then provides them with an education that they couldn't have gotten within the curriculum. Remember that learning happens in various ways. And so the reading that you're doing regularly, the reading from the Bible, even you're expanding the vocabulary when you're reading from the Bible because you have an opportunity to talk about words that they may not necessarily hear all of the time, but also are connected to root words. And so you're able to look at that, the conversations you're having with them while they're driving, the conversations you're having when you're cooking, the conversations you're having when you're just talking about the question that they asked, and you've gone deeper or a lot of times we look at the lesson number and we're like oh we were supposed to do these five or six lessons but we forgot that yeah we went off on a little bit we turned a little bit but we got a deeper meaning because that's what the child was truly interested in and we were able to focus on that remember that when we're looking at if we're doing enough we have to focus on the progress that our children are making And to end um, our episode two and three, I talk a lot about the reflection that we have to do throughout lesson, uh, throughout homeschooling, and that is key because we want to make sure that as we are moving on this journey, we're focusing on the progress. But we can't focus on the progress if we actually haven't reflected on where they're starting with, and then are looking at that again and again. So we have to look at that because it's easy for us to not see the progress because we haven't taken an opportunity to stop and focus on it so we want to remember that we also are personalizing our children's education and that's going to go beyond any textbook or lesson when you notice that your child is struggling in a one particular area Most times, you probably stop and then go back and focus on that and really make sure that they've gotten to mastery with that. That counts. That matters. But can I be honest with you? There are some times when I ask this question, and the answer is no. It's a truth because I've been distracted by work or running a business or cleaning up the house or whatever the other things are and I have to be honest with myself and so it's okay to ask the question but you have to know that the answer can't always be no and if the answer is no we have to put a pen in place usually we're not giving ourselves credit for what we are doing which is why reflection is so important because reflection gives us an opportunity to actually look at what we're doing and say okay this is what I'm doing rather than What I think I'm doing, and that's another reason why I'm such a huge fan of yes, planning your lesson, but you need to always go back and reflect on what you did to make sure that you actually did what you said you were going to do. But also, a lot of times, it proves to you that you did a whole bunch of other things. So you're like, Oh, we totally got off that lesson because um, you know, there was a lizard that my child caught but you forget to put in that you guys went and searched and read about lizards and they ask you a bunch of questions about lizards and you had these conversations that really helped them to understand that and if you are able to record that and reflect on that and you know follow the guideline where i talk about with the reflection then you can even take that one step further and say you know what so the next time we can go a little deeper into talking about reptiles or whatever it is and so that reflection is going to help i know i get on the reflection soap soapbox so often (laughs) but i just want to encourage you that a ask the question it's okay to ask the question am i doing enough for my child's education but then be a detective and go and find the answer try to see am i do i have evidence that shows that i am doing enough or do i have evidence that shows i'm not doing enough and when you do that then the next time that comes up you can answer that question and say oh, I am doing enough. I'm doing more than enough. And if you answer that you're not, then you just, you do some more things, right? So now that we've talked about those feelings and those questions that we ask, let's get practical. What are the things that you can do to navigate the end of the school year to be able to do it without the stress that can come with it and allow yourself to not let that stress steal your joy. I want to give you four tips that are really going to help you and then I'm going to give you a bonus tip at the end. So at the end of the school year one of the things that you really want to focus on is setting realistic goals and being flexible with your schedule. It's key to set realistic goals because as you look at the curriculum that still needs to get done. If you have more than half, or even if you have less than half, but you have done maybe 60% or something like that, realistic numbers, right? You've looked at it and you have 40% left, you have 25% left. You want to look at how much more time are you willing to spend for that school year? You want to ask yourself a couple of questions is it beneficial for me to move forward with this and try to finish it before we end the school year does it make sense for me to just do this during the summer especially if it's just like one curriculum and i can just have some time during the day does it make sense for us to have a year-round homeschool in this situation where we take a week off and we reset and we recharge and then we go back in does it make sense for me to do this the next school year so press pause on it have our summer our break whatever and then start off here next year there's no rules that say that if you didn't finish your curriculum in this one grade level you can't still move your child up to the next level and then still finish that curriculum there so they, it's a fourth grade math or reading thing that you're doing you've moved them to fifth and then you still do some of that fourth grade stuff depending on how much is still there there's no rule that says you have to move them to the next grade until they're ready so yes we have a new school year but for my kids because we school year round they move on when they're finished with whatever our set goals and when they meet those goals within that grade level then they move on so you can do it that way or does it make sense to and one of the the, uh, practical strategies that i've used is to say okay let me see how much is left to to get done let me see how much of it is repetition and so it, it might be some repetitive work let me see if there are quizzes and um tests that are kind of within these next uh chapters or whatever it is that i can give my child and see do they already know this have we gathered this in other places or if there is a quiz or a test and they let's say they it's in sections, which a lot of times it is. It will be in sections, but it's in sections. And then I see that, okay, they've got 20% wrong. Is it possible that then that's the 20% that I focus on rather than the whole thing? But you have options. So that's the one thing you want to do. You have options. And as you're taking those options, you want to be realistic about them. So don't say, okay, so it's 50%. I'm going to push all that in. We've got 50 lessons left. We're going to go crazy and we're going to push it in within two weeks. And if that's not crazy for you. (laughs) then do it but if that's going to be stress for you and you feel like you can't then then you want to be realistic about that like how much can i get done when you're thinking about being realistic you also have to think about your schedule be flexible about what you're going to get when you're going to get it done but you also want to recognize what you have coming up at the end of the school year so you want to look at that schedule and say how much time do i have to really devote to that and Truly the question is how much time do I want to revote, to devote in that? You as we're creating those schedules and those goals, being realistic, we have to allow for any unexpected challenges and adjustments. But actually, we know some things that are coming up for that school year and so we want to adjust for that and have that remember a huge part of homeschooling is flexibility actually a huge part of life is and so teaching your child what that looks like is going to be extremely important and then we want to treat teach them to be adaptable and so you can sit with them and say okay this is where we are this is what we're going to do we're going to adjust a little bit so that's tip one that you want to set your realistic goals and schedule The other thing you wanna do is to reflect on the practical stuff that you've learned. If you have not been reflecting prior to now, then this is something that's maybe gonna take you a little longer, but you need to go back and look at that school year and reflect. And when you're thinking about progress, you actually can reflect based on the scope and sequence and the objectives for the curriculum within the curriculum, so that you can see all right, let's look at how we can embrace some real life experiences that we can utilize to help us to meet this goal. So, we didn't, it says that they need to learn this. Do I have to do it in the context of the curriculum? The curriculum is the guide, but okay, I really want them to get this in this fourth grade thing. How can I do that? That is going to not feel restraint like i don't feel that there, there's some restraint in trying to do this and so it may be a situation where i'm taking what i see as the objective and i may be able to group three or four of them together and do a thematic or a unit study i may be able to do something really fun like for instance let's talk about math Like if you're doing something with math and you're like you know what they still have to do money and i'm feeling that i need that they need to do some more addition and subtraction based on whatever the grade it is you might say all right what we can do what can we do well we might plan some sort of party for the next two weeks or three weeks or whatever and i'm going to help i'm going to have them help me to write out the budget i'm going to we're going to talk about we're going to list off the things that we need we're going to talk about how much those things cost we're going to tell what is the budget that we have and we're going to start doing some subtraction there so you're getting the subtraction and you're getting the money but it doesn't feel like we have to sit with this curriculum and so when you're doing it they've got some motivation to keep on doing it but it doesn't feel like this is something that is just not feasible or that you're it doesn't feel like school but it's still valuable it's real world it's real life and it allows you to still accomplish whatever the objectives are and so that's tip two tip three is really related to that in thinking about the practical ways that you can support them. And so field trips, nature things, all the summer things that you can do, how can you bring in an aspect of learning and reflection that's related to whatever you have to accomplish? And so it doesn't mean that you take all the joy out of whatever you're doing and and they feel like, oh, we're doing schooling. But if you have this goal and this outcome that you know at the end you can go into that experience with that outcome and then we've got two more to go during this time we want to remember to celebrate your achievements and your growth and that's why i kind of linked it to the other one where you could like plan a party because it's something to look forward to but one of the things i know to be true as I, as I speak with moms, as I talk with clients, is that we are not celebrating our, the, our children's progress, and we are most definitely not celebrating our progress, our achievement, the things that we have done. And so finding practical ways to celebrate that at the end of the school year with, you know, somewhere they wanted to go, like an amusement park or camping or a hotel for you know that has i forgot what they're called like the great lodge whatever it is but we're celebrating it have a little mini uh awards or achievement ceremony in your house it could just be with you and your spouse and your children or you can invite families or you can invite neighbors together i was talking to a mom earlier today and i was saying you know i wish that we had a situation where kids could do this thing and i was talking about this thing and she was like well we're homeschoolers so you know if we can't find the thing that we hope is there we have to create it and I was joking. I was like, "It's exhausting. Do I have to create everything?" But the reality is, that's the freedom that we have. That's the flexibility we have. And so, do that. Figure out a way that you are looking at the holistic growth. Um, in in our co-op this year, they did a really great thing where they talked about one academic achievement and then one personal achievement. You can do that in your home. You can, you know, create certificates on Canva. You can buy certificates. You can anything where you say, "This is what." this is the ceremony you're having this is your achievements they can put on a play or uh, a presentation based on something that they've learned you can talk about anything that was important in your homeschool so character development you could talk about um, a way that they solved a problem any sort of personal interest that they got better you can do this together with them where you're talking about let's talk about where your progress and your growth is and how do we want to celebrate that any of those things but you If you celebrate it, each year, if you get in the habit of creating an opportunity for you to celebrate, and you can most definitely do that in uh, collaboration with your co-op, or you can just do something in your home, which I think is is valuable because it, it shows that you value their growth. But if you do that, then now you have something to look forward to. So as you're going through that whole school year, you can talk about like, is this something you think you might want to celebrate in our end of year celebration? Oh, I can't wait to see how much you've progressed by the time we get to the end. I think you can, you know, you can just, you can just play it up. Yes, that's what I do with my kids. I play it up. We pump it up, you know, the whole night. (laughs) But you can do that. And then finally, my last tip is to prioritize your self-care. If you have not taken time, to recharge refresh and during the school year this is the time to make sure you're taking care of yourself because of all the stresses i talked about so you want to set aside some times for your own joy your own relaxation your own rejuvenation and the reason why that's so key and you kind of put that on the calendar is when you see it it gives you something to work towards i like to have my mini um, in-service retreats so it's kind of the end of year reflection and, and all of this kind of stuff that I'm talking about. But I try to do it to let it coincide with, with whatever homeschool conference is coming around so that I'm getting some professional development while I'm at the conference. A lot of times I'm doing speaking there so I can do that but then also I get to steal away to my room and reflect really in, a, in a, a greater way but also it doesn't feel as stressful because I can have my popcorn, I can have my hot chocolate, I can have my sparkling apple cider or whatever it is and I like to do that really by myself but you could have somebody else, another mom go with you and you guys could do it together but that's that self-care that you're saying how can I take care of myself as I shut this down, as I close it out so that I'm ready for the next school year and i really have kind of closed this one you know if you start with a, a, a way that you're starting and then you have a way that you're ending you've got a bookend to it and it feels like okay and this one is is the freebie this is the bonus but this is huge i think for for everything and this one is the scripture that talks about being still and know that i am god that one is so key and i think psalm 46:10 speaks to me because i can get so caught up in doing all of the things that i forget to be still and let god be god and i think this is important towards the end of the year because we need to stop for a second even if you school year round which we do You still need to give yourself some time between the end of one and the beginning of the other to stop and be still. And know that God loves your children more than you do, so he's there for them. That God loves you more than you love yourself, so he is there for you. That if God has called you to do this work, he will equip you to do it. And that be stillness is that opportunity for you to remember who God is, what his promises are, what he does, what he says. And that takes you to a whole nother level of ending the the school year well and starting the school year well. I hope that was helpful. I hope that encouraged you and it helped you to be able to experience peace joy and freedom as you end this school year remember that it's a hundred percent normal whatever you're feeling right now a hundred percent feel it but remember that you are doing an amazing job and don't let all of these feelings the overwhelm the stress the anxiety steal the joy that you made it through another school year or if this is your first school year you made it through your first school year you did this you did this and you are likely accomplishing more than you think and your child is more than likely progressing faster and better than you're even giving yourself or them credit for and if you say "Ah, uh, but Inga I did this I looked at it and this was not where I wanted to be it's okay you can still acknowledge the effort that you made you can remember that you are on a unique journey with your family your child you're making a difference in your child's life no matter what it looks like in terms of if you've met every goal you are making a difference and most importantly you're not alone in doing this i'm here to support you god has got you you've got family and friends who can be there for you and if they're not family and friends that are close within your circle it's okay because you've got a community of homeschooling moms who are cheering you on, and I'm one of them. I hope this episode, empowered, equipped, and most importantly, encouraged you to create space to relax, recharge, and refocus on your physical and mental health. Psalms 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. May God's wisdom guide your decisions, his strength sustain you through challenges, and his love overflow in your home. Remember in the midst of it all that you are not alone. So take a deep breath, Be still and let God's grace and guidance be your source of peace and inspiration. Oh, (laughs) so that sounds like my cue. But before I go, I want to ask you to do three things. First, leave a review and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Second, join the Empowered Homeschool Mom Facebook group to connect with me and other like-minded moms. And three, share this with a mom who needs to catch her breath. Until next time.